Hey everyone, thanks for joining me for another episode of Where You From. This is your host, Jake Nelko. This is the second part of my conversation with my good friend, Andrew Armstrong. Andy and I have been friends for over 10 years, dating back to um, college at the University of Pittsburgh. He recently moved to Osaka, Japan, but at the time of this conversation, he was living in Abu Dhabi in the United Arab Emirates, and he was teaching English to kids uh, for whom English was not their first language. So this conversation is focused on his time in Abu Dhabi and his experience in the UAE. The first episode, if you haven't listened to it, um, go back and check it out. It's not a prequel, uh, although maybe there's some references that could be helpful from the first one. We talk mostly about the city of Pittsburgh and being from there in the first episode. If you didn't hear the first one, I'll also mention that Andy is also known as We Speak in Colors and has provided music for this podcast that I love and that I endorse and that I'm really thankful for. So if you enjoy the music that I use in this show, check out We Speak in Colors on Bandcamp, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Keep up with what Andy is recording and releasing. It's really good music and interesting art. So without further ado, here is the second part of my conversation with Andrew Armstrong. Well, let's um, let's jump into Abu Dhabi, can we? Yeah, man. So I know, like Abu Dhabi is kind of the second city for the United Arab Emirates, right? So watch it, dude. Watch it. No, you're <laughs> right. You're right. It is. It is. A lot of us may have heard of Abu Dhabi for the first time when we watched Garfield cartoons. Do you ever hear of this? No. Oh my gosh, it was Abu Dhabi. What are you talking is, about Garfield would had the annoying cat friend normal that yeah. he would when he would get annoyed with her he'd pack her up and mail her to abu dhabi like that was no. the running joke yes <laughs> and i thought like oh this is some like made up place because i was like That's you know amazing, seven or whatever dude. and of course sure I learned, i'm yes 100 percent. google it wow all right so maybe not a lot maybe not that many people heard of it that way i never watched that show so that makes, <laughs> i guess it was a co- sense, comic right? book i guess it's a, co- a comic strip but anyways abu dhabi is in the united arab emirates which yes. is in the middle east yes which is that's kind of kind it's of a big ex- a big term is. specifically in the gulf yeah tell, tell us about the, it the, the gulf region so there's kind of two main pockets of what we call the middle east there are a few there's like there's the Levant area, which is like the Syria, Palestine, Jordan kind of pocket, Lebanon, that Middle East, which is a whole other thing. And of course, within those countries, dramatic differences culturally and language-wise. It's all Arabic, but it's, uh, you know, of course, their own thing. And then here, there's the Gulf, which is down a bit um and it's kind of marker is the the arab gulf or the persian gulf it has names depending on where you live um so right across so abu dhabi or the uae sits on the uh the arabian sea or gulf or the persian gulf and right across is iran so iran like when you're 
at the sea and you just look across kind of across the ways around but the gulf is kind of its own thing it's like saudi arabia qatar kuwait bahrain oman the uae and yemen and they're all very similar in many ways from the like the the clothing to some of the history but of course between them are massive massive distinction and cultural frameworks with how they kind of operate and live and but in general they're kind of lumped together as this thing and you know politically as well they're kind of a a group except kind of in the last couple of years Qatar has been pushed out as they're more aligned with Iran so yeah it's um dude i knew none of this coming over here i knew nothing about the place i did very little research like <laughs> dude already from what i know about japan is like i'm miles and miles ahead which is such a relief but there just wasn't there's not when you when you put in abu dhabi on youtube or google there's not much to find like there's no cool travel guide there are a few like things but it, they just hit the like the big hitters like the the empire state building in new york it's like you know what yeah. i mean it's like yeah you you have you have no framework really so there wasn't a lot to research i just kind of figured it out but you know you just the middle east is just one blanket statement that is kind of a, a sweeping term for such a huge area and such a culturally different area it's like i i i my second year i got to go to uh lebanon and then last year this past winter went to israel and palestine and they're just there it's a whole it's a whole other part of the middle east from here that's a lot more it's on the mediterranean yeah so it's very mediterranean like lebanon beirut is like super european feeling you know they were colonized by the french so lots of french influence and french speakers like almost everybody i met there like around my age like new arabic english and french fluently <laughs> just because they you know they're exposed to it from a young that's just how that's just how yeah. it is so but yeah it's been it's it's weird here man because it's it's built it's a place built by expats it's a new thing it's a social experiment abu dhabi's 80 percent expats mainly people from other arab countries egypt lebanon syria who came in like the you know 60s 70s 80s when the country was like being built before the 70s it was it was mostly desert there were some communities and like tribes and some areas but when the 70s hit and they kind of found oil and the Sheikh Zayed, his highness, kind of united all of these tribes into the United Arab Emirates and made it a thing, that's when it just took off, dude. So, you know, now, you know, 40, 50 years has, has become a, in many ways, a very modern uh, metropolis Dubai is, is certainly the flashier city, more nightlife, more entertainment, fancier, 
Abu Dhabi has that as well, just not as much. It's slower here. It's you have more of these kind of older buildings. Um, it feels just a little more real in a way, but it's, it's crazy, man. It's, it's, so it's built on all these expats, people from everywhere. And, and you're very separated from the locals. When I'm in Italy and I go to a shop, I'm going to like most likely be talking to an Italian. Yeah. You know, here, rarely will you ever interact with an Emirati unless you are at some kind of government thing, like getting some paperwork done, something like that. Now, like some banking kind of stuff. At school, there are some Emirati teachers, but it's such a tiny fraction. So it's this bizarre thing, man, where you, and it's kind of created that way. You're just very separate. They dress separately. They dress differently. They like, there's like kind of a national dress. They don't have to wear it. You know, they're, I think they're encouraged, expected to in many situations. It's not like required. They can go out in, you know, normal clothes, whatever. Yeah. I am not to wear the national dress, sure. you know. So it's, it's just a bizarre thing, man. It's very big brother. It's government heavy. Everything is mandated. It's so regulated and... Um, Every, there's speed radars everywhere. There's video everywhere. Your, your passport dictates oftentimes your, where you exist in the hierarchy of things. Uh, it's very like futuristic in a lot of ways where it's built in kind of classism. And I, and I almost see like everywhere, it's like, is the whole world going to be like this in 50 years where it's like, Everyone has their lane. There is this one overarching power that dictates, you know what I mean? Yeah, it yeah. seems like that's where things are heading, man. But anyways, but then there is also, there is also, and in the city and as you move outside of the city, though it seems to be getting increasingly less, this underlying Wild West kind of feeling here. Because it's not yet like first world. It's still like, this, I think, because it's so new, it's still, there's a lot under the surface. I don't want to get too, you got to be careful discussing things. Sure. Publicly. So yeah, yeah. it's oh, very, yeah, it's still kind of like figuring out like what, where it's going and like how, how yes. high it can go. And it kind of, it kind of reminds me of like programs like Zoom that just like come on the scene, super flashy like very useful blow up and like, yeah, there's some like, un, you know, maybe there's like for zoom, for example, there's like, you know, underlying security issues that we haven't really figured out that like don't exist in yeah. other programs that have existed for a lot longer. But then also the ceiling is higher because like they're coming at it with a fresh perspective of something. So like I could see it. I could see it. And I, I understand what you're saying. What's the, um, it's, it's fascinating. Man. What is the government there? It's, I don't know what it's officially called, but it's like, I guess it'd be a, a shakedom. It's a, it's a family. What, what do you call it when it's like a family of rulers? Yeah. A, I feel like as yeah. a history major, I should know that. 
but all like yeah no it's it's, it's 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 that it's a it's a ruling yeah, yeah, yeah. family okay. um that but comes they actually from the, but they're actually doing the ruling unlike in england where or great britain right where, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 for sure of course there is they're the face of the ruling and okay they they are it is uh not good to present anything publicly that could in any way harm the image of the country that is a very big no-no you you just don't you know we've had a curfew since march 15th uh an 8 p.m curfew now 10 p.m you know so now you know three month you would never even imagine posting something online what's up with this curfew, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That, that's just bad choice. For some people, it's kind of utopia, and for many others, it's not. This is all just too bizarre How to get so dark so soon I was up doing God knows what God knows why but it's a it's it's beautiful here, man. It's right on the coast, beautiful sea, amazing water, and then also you drive a couple hours inland, and you're in these insane sweeping deserts that are you know some of the desert is like you know it is some deserts just kind of ugly. Sure. How it is here, you're just like all right, this is desert, but not attractive at all. But then there yeah, are yeah, these yeah. huge areas massive areas they call it the empty quarter and it's just a massive area of just insane dunes beautiful color just overwhelming so and then you like go to the northern and eastern part of the country and there's like these just jagged very rocky mountains that are like in no way like mountains in the northwest that are lush but it's its own like beautiful thing yeah definitely definitely uh an advantage like getting it's, it's magical man getting out for a night camping in the desert i'm not a big i'm not gonna initiate a camping thing <laughs> it's not my like yeah it's not my build to like be the guy in any way i'm never gonna initiate a party like i just don't i'm not a gatherer yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, like yeah. if someone is like yo let's go yeah i'm i'm in yeah you know? yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me what to bring. And like, there's just some people that are like, have that gene. So, you know, they're going to show up and they got the table and they got the, yeah. you know, they know what to do. They got a chain when your car gets stuck. Like, yeah, <laughs> they're those people. So yeah, yeah. I'll tag along with them. So I haven't done it a ton, yeah. but probably five times being here, which is like enough for me to get to experience it. Yeah. Besides what, some of the stuff that you're already describing, what are like some of the big differences between the UAE and USA? Well, I don't. I, it's almost even not looking. You can't almost even compare it and contrast it because it's its own thing. But I'll I'll say it like this: like what what are what are what are people drawn to here, and what are people not drawn to here and maybe that'll just answer the question people come here for a few reasons one people in my position 
that have a specific job or skill. Okay, people have a specific job. They come here because they can come here and they can make more money and be in an area. Dude, this area is in a perfect pocket of you can fly to Europe in like four to six hours. You can be in India in three hours. You can be in Africa in two and a half hours. Um, dude, you can be in like East Asia in like six to eight hours. It's insane, man. You're just in this pocket where it's so good. So people come here, they, they want to make more money. They want to travel. They want to save money to buy a house at home, yada, yada. Or people come here because they're in a dire situation uh, in their home. A lot of people from Pakistan and Nepal and Bangladesh who don't have a lot of options and come here and kind of get stuck in really harsh situations making like barely any money do you wouldn't believe man the situations of some people here it's insane um yeah those are kind of the the main reasons or they've been like forced out of their home because of some whatever political reason yeah and this is this is their only option so it's yeah. like it's for someone like me who is in the most fortunate position of why people come here, you know, of course there, I'm still, I'm still a teacher here. So it's like, I'm not balling, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. I'm, I'm saying comparatively to many other things, I, I'm lucky. So I came here single and with a bunch of debt and was able to kind of confront that and get to travel a bunch. And that, that is the, to me, the main difference where like the entire conversation here, like if you're at a party, it's constantly the conversations based around travel and like, where are you from? Constant. I love that dude. I love, yeah. that's what I wanted. So, but it's like at home, if you have spring break, it's like, okay, I was in Nashville and I had spring break. I even remember what I would do. I would either just stay in Nashville and have a sick week or like, drive to North Carolina or something. Yeah. Whatever. Here it's like you have a week spring break, so you're gonna fly you're gonna fly to Beirut, fly to Sri Lanka and because one, you have the expendable cash and two, it's so it's close, dude. It's a few hours away. Yeah. So and and so you can just see like a totally different part of the world. Not just yeah, like a similar insane. but different like region of your totally area. Yeah. So that's, that's the biggest difference is just this transience and this movement that you see and you're like, dude, it, it's I'm still blown away by it. That it's like people exist. There are so many people that exist as expats. This is their life. I have that thing. I could definitely be an expat the rest of my life. Um, you know, hopefully just slowly kind of, hopefully putting money away to then one day you, you buy a place somewhere or figure out where you want to settle. But I don't think that's my path. I want to be close to my family at some point, but there are some people who that's just their frame and you meet many of those people. And that's just such a massive difference that like people who have removed themselves from the, the matrix, their little matrix in some way where it's like, okay, they would have, remove themselves from it 
just kind of start looking from a new angle. And there are insane opportunities and doors constantly open. And it's such a thrill to do that. But it's also, which I'm, I'm, ne I'm never the guy, you will never hear me saying it, uh, is like, you got to like live abroad. And like, dude, it'll change you. And like, you'll yeah, find yeah. you. Dude, yeah. these people are a nightmare. Like, <laughs> because it's, it's like, dude, you sacrifice a lot it's like really selfish i haven't been to thanksgiving don't ever see my niece and nephews i'm not i'm not, uh, not being a good brother you know what i mean it's like yeah. all these things that are i think important i'm seeing as increasingly important but then it's like constantly clashing with no dude you gotta you gotta do you you gotta yeah. follow your it's these two conflicting things that you grow up hearing where it's like your family is important and your friends and like, but then it's like, do, do what makes you happy. Like follow your thing. And then it's like, is there a way to do both? Maybe I, I, I yeah, yeah, of course people do it, but I'm talking, speaking about abroad specifically. I, yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, the dream would be, and people do this a lot is like, you know, I got I would have to get out of teaching or get just hyper focused and not travel at all. So probably won't happen. But you know, put away the cash, like buy a spot in Chile or in Vietnam or Thailand and then move your family out. Yeah. Like your your parents. Yeah. And people yeah, yeah. do that, man. You you meet people that like they bought they lived in Saudi Arabia and made a bunch of cash for like 10 years, moved to Thailand, bought a house, brought their retired parents over. And now like, that's their thing. Yeah. One, you have to have, find parents to have parents that like would want to yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, there's so many variables, but it's like, that's kind of the only way I think to exist. Um, Cause it's like, man, I just, uh, the parents thing is tricky and heavy, dude. It's a constant and I'm sure it's on your mind a lot. Yeah. And you're constantly have to analyze it because it's, it doesn't go away, man. It's, it's constantly there and I just yeah. don't know how to approach it. So all that to say is like, it is, it is a place of endless opportunity, but also there's a lot of dynamics um, to that, but it's certainly it's an easy, this is an easy place to be an expat that has, that's like in this kind of class or up. Like yeah. if you're an engineer, you're whatever. If you have some kind of skill, dude, it's, it's such an, my move to Japan is going to be insane, man. There's going to, there's very legit language things. There is very real, like here I landed, they gave me an apartment, like everything's in English. It's, yeah yeah whatever dude it's not there was very little cultural yeah. assimilating yeah 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 that's gonna be that's gonna be a whole other thing um which i'm excited about scared about the thought of of moving uh even yeah moving across the country for me was when i moved i kind of had a feeling that i would go back i mean this many years later like and I think like my parents, my friends, whatever knew like, okay, I married someone who's from here. 
Like yeah. I had already committed to like wanting to stay by the time I was like making those kind of choices. So like all the things that all the milestones that make it more and more clear that I'm staying, I, in my mind, like crossed all those bridges like a long time ago, but yeah, it's, it's tough. Cause it does feel selfish how often you go home. I mean, even from here, I mean, it's in some ways, you know, you and I just have different experiences cause it's so much more difficult for you to get home. But for me, but also I have, almost, I have time off I have, as a teacher, dude, I have these yeah. big chunks of time off, man. So, so it's, it's kind of like, like well, I if have you don't to, use that time. It's built in. Home. Yeah. It's, it's built in. It's, it's easy in that way. I'm never like, okay, when do I take my like holidays? Yeah. yeah it's yeah. built in. That's already the dates are decided. It's, it's, it's done. It's just how long am I going to do it? So it's, it's way easier in some ways, dude. It's like what, I, maybe you're lucky if you get, in the States, you're insanely lucky you get like three weeks vacation. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, well, one of those you want with your family. Yeah. Like just you to like go do some traveling. Maybe one, you just want to like lay low and get some stuff at the house done. Yeah. And then or it's, it's like, like a then you only have that you're using for long, long weekends or whatever. Sure. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's like, dude, how do you, how, how do you get home? and have ample time to see your family take you in and out okay you get five days with them yeah you know you try to squeeze it in but it's it's never enough what if someday we really find out i doubt it's what we think oh the possibilities lately i've been thinking i should sign out just throw in the towel over oh, the places I haven't seen. Have you ever skied in Dubai? <laughs> no, and I never will. I won't be <laughs> caught dead in there. And I'll never be caught dead at the Empire State Building. And no, I think I went there as a kid. Um, no, I haven't <laughs> done that, dude. That, that stuff, it's like, that's so Dubai. It's like the indoor ski thing and then uh, the tallest building in the world. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's like so Dubai, um, which is fine. The, the people that like fly here and do that, um, you know, there's, there's some, there's also like, I, I don't want to paint that as Dubai. There, there yeah, are yeah. some really cool neighborhoods in Dubai. There are some really interesting tons of interesting things tons of cool people like amazing some amazing music up there like it's it's very much it's a city proper yeah but it's just what it presents to the world is it's kind of flashiness and bigness and awe factor and uh yeah but uh yeah i haven't i haven't done the skiing in a mall (laughs) Um, but people like it. What are people into in Abu Dhabi, UAE? People in Pittsburgh, I mean, obviously they love their sports teams. People, I mean, it sounds like you hang out with a lot of sure. expats, so it could be like a melting pot of interests. But what is it, yeah. what is it, what's the vibe like? I mean, I generally sound, surround myself with people like in the creative world. <laughs> um, but, you know, that that kind of... That kind of thing. So it's like the same as like people I hang out with anywhere. We, we have the same interests, but like the more kind of cultural interests. So like 
people were super into um like local people there's like a, a thing with like horses are like a big part of kind of local culture and it's definitely a symbol of wealth yeah uh but like yeah these horse tracks and horse races and like even like camel stuff people like soccer uh that's that's a thing and cricket dude i'd never seen cricket and i had never understood cricket my buddy from new zealand it was new zealand versus pakistan which are two countries maniacal about cricket and they played here so i went with my friend and just so confused dude because i was trying (laughs) to look at it through the frame of baseball oh yeah it's very it's actually really different yeah dude it's not until and i only started to understand till i completely removed myself from the baseball framework and then it like oh i started to understand i'm like oh this is really fun and cool yeah like once you understand some of the rules it's like it's it's fun um so yeah people are into that a lot of like water because it's on the coast so like yeah boats and like you know water stuff is a big thing food and like coffee you 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 like cruise around the city and like go to like drive by a coffee shop on a friday night and it's just slammed dude that's yeah. like a that's like a night out is like meet your boys like you see so many candoras so many local guys you go and meet your boys at the coffee shop yeah, like yeah. It's, it's a big it's a it's a big deal i had a question about cricket before we got well, too far. i forgot all the rules so well no i'm not it's okay. not it's not a rule question it, i i'm just curious how long did how long did you go and were you there for the entire match yeah i'm trying to remember because that was a thing too it was like some of these last days and i'm like what because there are different yes yeah settings or like different uh yes different sets of rules like play to like this or or whatever yeah yeah no it was it was a few hours and we got to see the whole thing one night some friends were over and we found cricket on espn on like the ESPN app and decided to put it yeah. on and like sit on our phones and read about it and figure it out. And, um, but anyways, we learned about there's like a version that they made that people were like, Hey, I don't think cricket's going to get super popular if these matches keep <laughs> lasting like a week. So let's figure out something to condense it. So then they made the like much more condensed version, which must've been what you went to, which makes sense for like a yeah. neutral site. Like, it was probably like a, hey, let's get people here into this sport. So let's give them the yeah. most palatable version of it. Uh, There's anyways. tons of Pakistanis here, dude. Tons of Pakistanis here. Okay. So it's like, you know, yeah, I think uh makes sense. But yeah, there's there's always stuff going on like that here. There's F1 here and like, okay. um you know, I didn't know F1 was a thing. I never even knew about it until I moved here. Oh, it's yeah. Like a, it's a thing, dude. Oh, yeah. They're, it's yeah. an ordeal. People are I, – I, I lived with a, with a Canadian couple um, for a while, and he would, like, record the um, – he would record the, like, time trials and, like, sit up, like, late at night just watching – or I guess he wasn't watching them late at night. The time trials were, like, in the middle of the night, and then he would sit there and watch the whole thing. Uh, and I didn't really get it, but yeah, F1 is F1 and cricket. I mean, you know, we get so like American centric and just think like 
oh like why don't people like american football and it's like well first of all there's a lot of reasons why and second of all like there's all these other sports that are super popular elsewhere that we don't like here who knows when will i arrive Anyways, dude, I'll talk to you soon, and uh, yeah. All right, tell the Emiratis I said hello. Will do. I'm about to pop online with uh, about 30 of them right now. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the second part of my conversation with Andrew Armstrong. If you missed the first part of the conversation, go back into your podcast app, download the previous episode, listen to us banter about Pittsburgh. Thanks to Andy for joining me for this episode. I look forward to catching up and hearing about Japan and hearing about the differences and the similarities and all that kind of stuff in a future episode. Thanks also to Andy for providing music that I use for most of the show as we speak in colors. If you like the music, buy it on Bandcamp. Follow him on YouTube and other social media platforms. Sign up for his newsletter. Keep up with what he's doing. He likes to collaborate with with cool artists wherever he's going. And I, I find myself really interested in every project that he takes on. Thanks also to my friend Andrew Cooper for creating the logo that we use for this podcast. If you like the podcast, tell your friends. Invite them to listen along. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. I understand that's useful. Most importantly, stay happy, stay healthy, stay positive. We'll talk to you next time.